0: Welcome to Making the Doe Show. I'm John Cohn.
1: I'm Nate Murray.
0: And uh, it's been a while since we've last recorded. Uh, it's entirely my fault.
1: You've been swept by the flu bug. This is What's great is I tried this joke twice now. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right, <laughs> so go. I Swept the leg all the way to the ground. Uh, yeah. I,
0: yeah, I got a bad chest cold. Uh, I was out for like two weeks and then I'm like on week three of recovery from that i'm still clearing my throat every five minutes so if i sound gross that's that's why it's
1: cold season um, yeah. everybody's got it we're just...
0: winter two here in san diego that's We right. had winter then we had spring and then we went right back into winter again yeah yeah so that's
1: been winter, great winter has come
0: Yeah, <laughs> winter has come again. more ways than one yeah. yeah um so let's start by giving some updates on all of our projects that we're working on okay uh pun pong Finally You're sitting next to it Yes we, we have the stack of games We've started shipping So uh, Actually for Reelsy Reels You should uh, Expect to start seeing These arrive Probably in the next week or two
1: Yeah After we finish recording here I'm going to uh, Clear out the inbox And send some games So it should be good Yeah Head over to the Postal Annex Not oh, a sponsor boy. John <laughs> I think we need a Stamps.com account <laughs> Sure and, and a sponsorship Great Yeah We'll
0: put them both together Uh so yeah, so Pun Pong, we're we're pretty much ready to be to be done with. It was it was, you know, kind of our first our learning lesson on our feet. We learned what we were good at and what we were bad at. Yeah. Um and we've learned how to correct those mistakes, hopefully for our next one, uh, which is Council of Verona. It is, it is. Um we've made quite a bit of progress from the last time we've talked about Verona. Uh, the biggest being that we have, not only do we have our, all of our art in, but we have now put that into templates and designed all of the cards. We've designed our box. Yes. So we've got a really great looking mock-up. Uh, and so n- the next step on that is that we're going to start trying to get some production samples made for that. Right. Um, hopefully we can get them into some reviewers' hands, previewers' hands, uh, and start building that machine right so yep. we need to start doing yep. some pre-marketing yep. for the for our kickstarter with pun pong we just sort of did it yeah
1: <laughs> it was a proof of concept proof of company yeah we've proved we've proved it's a company
0: it, we we're are looking a, at product we are a business yes
1: we are a business <laughs> we have we could have so much business news in the next few weeks it's crazy
0: yeah it's we've true we've been businessing we have been businessing yes uh we've been businessing horde
1: yeah yeah uh, we've brought on several partners from marketing to distribution mm-hmm. we've got bids out for large jobs we're we're doing it all yeah I mean, it's it's all happening
0: yeah so we can't obviously we can't talk specifics on any of these quite yet uh, for being a company founded on transparency, but we can we can <laughs>
1: tease it. I know. them uh,
0: until all of the contracts are signed, uh, the Ts are crossed, and the lowercase Js are dotted.
1: It's yes, like Wayne's you do. World, do you... it's Wayne's World. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, so Verona, uh, we should be able to be sharing a bunch of the art as well soon. That's that's going to be coming out. So that's some beautiful stuff. Yeah, yeah. Everyone
1: no, we've shown that to has been very happy with the update. So right. you know, it's a great game all along, and now it's got an extra coat of shine on it. A couple of rules tweaks, a mm-hmm. couple of upgrades. We hope to introduce. I mean, it's uh, it's a true second edition it's a 2.0 right you know it's right, not just a release of the already good game
0: it, right we've, we have definitely uh, have some new mechanic tweaks in there and mm-hmm. yeah, there's a few big quality of life improvements coming so yeah. even if you have the original game and, and you don't care about art there are other reasons why um, you should still have this on your radar that's right uh, and then another big update for another game that we have uh, Creature Feature our, yes. our Eric Lawson game yep
1: which went, was Creature Feature and then it was which I was tepid about and so I wanted you guys to explore new names yeah. and you came back with a new name, yeah, which was sightings. I fucking hated it, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think we've, so th-
0: sorry, Eric, we're, you're hearing this now on air. I don't think we've talked about this yet. Yeah. Um, we, we, we did some internal polling, uh-huh. meaning that we talked to
1: each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you two kind of just ran with that and I, I probably just like ignored it in the chat for a while. <laughs> and then on one day I was like, it's called what now? <laughs> and uh the 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 curdling like anti was uh was strong so
0: um okay. there was another fun name pitched but it it very much put it in the galactic box only
1: right and, and we think this can go to a lot of genre right right so Alex we didn't Trebek we didn't say, get well soon sir
0: <laughs> we didn't want to put ourselves he's in not a corner get well okay. No. okay no no oh why would you go there i mean he's not why would
1: you go he's there not we're not sharing fun stuff he's not gonna get well. No, oh God! He's, now, now I'm sad. All right. Yeah, wow. Well, In any case, with, Ken will be a good host. We, <laughs> with creature feature, uh, we have now. That actually, way, he never has to play against James.
0: Okay. All right. Great. You got. You got any other? You, you want to talk about Tom Hanks going
1: on? Um, Oh, did you see the uh, Black Jeopardy skit with Tom Hanks, where he plays a uh, MAGA uh, supporter? No, he didn't. It's a very good skit. Oh, Proves Jesus. that Tom Hanks can do anything. And make oh, it funny. boy.
0: Oh, boy. In any case, va- back on track. Um, we have finally started reaching out to artists for we have. feature features. Yes. Yeah, I got to reply. Yeah. Um, so one of the really cool things that we're doing with this, um, you know, uh, especially when you're working with just one artist, it can take a very long time. Um, and also, if you're telling one person to come up with a lot of weird monsters, um, there's a good chance that a lot of those monsters, even though they're weird, will be the same kind of weird. So the whole idea on this game is that you want these monsters to be easy to recognize from the person who's looking at the card, but very difficult to describe. And if you can kind of meta use the same terminology from a, a previous card, it kind of makes the game you know, lose some of its replayability, even if you haven't seen the same card. Right. So by commissioning a bunch of different artists and having them all give us their interpretation of weird monsters with weird things um we get a much wider diversity of what uh we're going to end up getting as far as bizarre limbs or features on these creatures yeah you see what i did there we'll do creature feature teasers oh yes see
1: see we're, i can't a... do
0: sightings blighting i'm a poet and I didn't even know I was going to rhyme those words together. Ah. All
1: right. <laughs> you should see how much he was smiling when he was setting
0: that up. Uh, yeah. So each artist, we're asking them to do probably between 10 and 20 pieces. Uh, we'll give them credit at the bottom of each card, so that'll be, uh, as well, it'll be nice. Oh yeah, I guess we will. Yeah, because there's no other information to put on the card, it's just the picture. So, and and uh, it, it feels very nice, it feels appropriate to credit the artists on the bottom of each card, especially since we have such diversity of artists in the game. You're looking at, you're looking like you're deep in, in thought right now.
1: Yeah, so I've been doing a lot of game, game dev this week, and... Um... I, Ryan Jones, who works here, mm-hmm. has a similar style of game dev that I do, which is, how can I break this real hard, real fast? Mm. And so I'm almost scared to put artist credit on the bottom of the card, because then that ties, the if a person knows the artist it gives them a heavy advantage. Yeah. And it's I mean we can put the rule that you can't say the artist. So I guess we'll have to we'll have to do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean you're only so describing we'll fix...
0: what you see on the
1: card. Well you'll see the name. <laughs> okay. So there will be a rule that says you may not reveal the artist name. Sure, sure. Because... that's, that's a spirit you got, of the you game have, kind of thing. Too. There's a spirit of the game, but there are there are play, like like I said, there's there's angle cases and we were playing um, you know, Ryan and I test a lot of stuff and we and we try to break a lot of things and then we we agree on them. But we agree also this has to be in a rule book because right. it could be interpreted several ways. That's that's the world of gaming.
0: That's fair. That's yeah. true. That's true.
1: Um,
0: anyway, so that's where we are there. Uh, obviously, this is a game that's going to take a long time with the art. Um, so even though we are kind of doing a, a shotgun approach of, of kind of going wide with a lot of different artists, uh, you know, artists tend to work... Uh, on their own schedules
1: sometimes. Indeed, so, yeah.
0: So we're, we're still a ways away from that. I think our plan is still the same, where we're going to run Verona, and then depending on how long that takes, uh, we may try to fit another game in between that and Creature Feature. We've got Picture It, yes. which has some fairly means, low art yep. requirements, yep. Um, but some design and, and needs some more dev. So that might be the right time to do Picture It in between totally. uh, Verona and Creature Feature. Indeed. Yeah. Um, In other news, I went to Proto-ATL. How was that? Um, It was awful. I had a terrible time. Okay. But I had some really good dev work and and had some interesting opportunities. I just didn't like going there. I didn't realize that it was in, not in Atlanta, even though it's called Proto-ATL. It's in Suwanee, Georgia. Which is about an hour outside of Atlanta. Algonquin
1: for nowhere
0: yeah it's uh,
1: Algonquin for very hard to uber to
0: it was it was hard to uber to it was hard to get around in there uh, it was it was 90 degrees and raining the entire time
1: oh yeah my favorite weather
0: yeah it just I just didn't have a great time there but I um, I did have some really good uh, play testing so I was so actually, you were out there for a game I was out there for a game I actually got flown out by a publisher Okay. Uh, and I'm making a game I'm contracted to make a game for them and we uh we broke the game wide open we we did a lot of big mechanic changes, and we came up with the theme, which because I had been kind of racking my head for a while on like what's the theme and I had a couple ideas, and they were kind of eh, I wasn't excited about them. Um, but then as we were talking, all of a sudden the theme came to me and it became suddenly it was from like, uh, this This could work to like, I'm very excited about this. Theme. Excellent. Um, and so I think that my publisher could tell I was very excited because then he he asked me if I wanted to art direct as well, uh, nice. which I said, absolutely. I've, I've done a bit of art directing at this mm-hmm. point, so it's not something that's totally out of the realm uh, of my wheelhouse now. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting. And then I did some playtesting on the game that uh, I'm building here, f- straight for our company, the sequel to King of the Creepies, Correct. Clash of the Creepies. Yes, uh, which which you are actually it's holding in my on hands right for now. breaking now. Yeah, so uh, we've gone through quite a few iterations now. It started mm-hmm. out as a full on deck builder. Um, you were just kind of throwing cards together, and now we've managed to tighten that down quite a bit, I'd say, mm-hmm. into more of a character based deck that you have a sideboard that you're you're kind of a uh, little bit of deck building but not you know open to this giant ocean of cards and you can do whatever now it's like okay do i want to take this character more in a direction of like high damage high energy or right. versatility you know moving around the board a lot and that those kinds of things so it gives you a lot of opportunities to customize your deck but not necessarily um, and be sitting there with with analysis paralysis and, and deck building paralysis which right. so i think is I think that's a, a a solid way we're kind of gearing it towards like my first deck build right i right, say that with right with and air quotes. yeah
1: and that was you know some of the things we talked about for the notes that i was giving was well you wanted it simple and then now you're adding this complexity and look what happens here and look at that so yeah it's it's uh raining you in but then i added complexity all of a sudden which is a rare a rare note from me but all of a sudden i was sitting there at night going oh this would be cool mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to mm-hmm. really uh be tight on this one and and really decide what's main box content and what's expansion content because I I really enjoy it, but uh, I don't, I don't want to kitchen sink it. I think, you know, if we were to do King of Creepies again, that would be probably two or that would be a game and two or three expansions. Yeah. Not, all of what you put in there
0: it was a little much a little much a little uh, much yeah you know but but we we learn by degrees um i I, you should see how much i had reined this one in from my initial concept already so no this is (laughs) this is in a good place i think it is it's it's going to need a lot of playtesting correct we're looking at probably about a year of of playtesting yeah Yeah, absolutely before it's in a place where we're ready to start uh going into you know art and publishing it Mm -hmm. um but We're gonna keep, but and because this is something that we're developing completely in house, you know, we can start. I'm gonna start sharing probably some pictures at some point and start doing some like blog posts, dev diaries, those sorts of things, uh, so that we can really show the whole process, you know, from the beginning to the end.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of a bit much. I know there's a scandal you've been aching to talk about. Ooh, Go I ahead. I have. Okay. Have fun. Pile on. All right. I've had some, I've had morbid obsession. Yeah. This, this the week. industry has. But it's, it is, I
0: think, worth talking about because there are some very important industry lessons to be learned here beyond what just this psychopath has already done. So proceed. on Counselor. Tuesday, a new Kickstarter launched called a Game of Thrones, the card game. Uh, with a subtitle of A Race for the Iron Throne. And it was this unbelievably bonkers campaign um, written like stream of consciousness, like, like it was written by Hunter S. Thompson. Um, of why this is the best game of all time and why Game of Thrones is the perfect theme for it. He openly says he doesn't have the license to Game of Thrones, but says that he's tweeted with the vice president of HBO and they're cool. So he's gonna get the license. He was asking for $15,000 so that he could buy the license and also produce the game which he um, said was going to be done via a high-quality inkjet printer that he was going to buy with the funds. I didn't catch that now. (laughs) Um, He had actual photos of the characters from the show with, I mean, and I I can't stress this enough, insane card design. Um, He said he had a revolutionary technology for counting the cards in the game, which at at, a certain point you think, this guy's trolling, this is all a joke. I can tell you now, four and a half days later, this was not a joke. Um, his his different stretch goals, or not uh, stretch goals, but campaign pledge levels, were like fifty dollars. You not only get a, ga- a copy of the game, you also get the game signed by Tyrion Lannister by the actor Peter Dinklage. For sixty dollars, it's signed by Samuel Tarley, who I don't know why he's more. expensive I don't know, than but Dinklage, Dinklage checks
1: out really slow at Whole Foods.
0: Uh oh! <laughs> Does he not have his wallet out when he when he, he gets to the top? That's a whole scene. That's the worst. When yeah. they get there and they're they etiquette, they've scanned everything, and then they're like, "Here's the cost." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. well, let me reach into my pocket and get yeah. my wallet out now." Yeah, yeah. not cool. Uh, in any case, he had all the way up to like a thousand dollar pledges, where he had every single cast member of the show that was going to sign a copy of the game and deliver it to you. Pure madness, especially since he had clearly said that he hadn't. Actually, run this by anyone yet. Um, so everyone in the comments was kind of tearing him apart because
1: this was this was they were, they were piling on.
0: I mean, it, and, was, and, it was a
1: pile on. It was a little gross.
0: And and because it was, look
1: at this guy, look at this amateur, which I don't right. think our industry should be doing.
0: Right, but at the same time, he, then, called, he called himself the inventor of the game, which, like, if you have any experience in the games industry, like that's like if you directed a film and then someone was like, oh. You're the director? He goes, yes, I was, my position was the movie maker of the film. It's like, n- no, you got to at least know the
1: basic terms. And the basic terms... <laughs> i agree i just uh I, I i was against the this is not the kind of story i like not the kind of pile on i i appreciate i think our industry shouldn't be they, i thought the comments were vicious some of them were but then but then he did a, somebody went through one of his live
0: streams and found that in halfway through he beat his three-year-old child for dropping food on the bed yeah you can clearly hear him physically and verbally abusing this child, threatening to throw him out the window, threatening to beat him further, really horrible stuff. I didn't listen to it personally. I've only listened to the people's accounts of it because it sounds distressing.
1: Yeah, I'm not not going to listen to that. I don't need that.
0: But I do like the morbid obsession and curiosity with finding out what happens to this guy. So some people um, reported him to Child Protective Services in his hometown of milford connecticut and the police said that they were well aware of the situation and that multiple reports had come in and they already had the evidence and then an amber alert came out because he took off with his two kids disappeared uh and an amber alert was issued and it was cited that the reason he disappeared was because he was afraid of child protective services showing up Mm -hmm. um was somehow while he was on the run the next day oh he quickly got his kickstarter shut down Right. Um, Fantasy Flight Games, <laughs> somebody had man- mentioned to them, hey, because, of course, not only did he not have the licensing rights from um, HBO, he didn't have the licensing rights from Fantasy Flight Games. Um, now, it's so,
1: unclear whether they are the exclusive partner. Because that's they, true.
0: A, but they do have the uh, rights to the card game, specifically the card game.
1: But uh, no one... But. You can have non-exclusive card game rights.
0: That's true. We we don't know for sure. However, right. somebody tweeted them, and they responded with a GIF of Daenerys saying "Dracarys" and fire erupting. So uh, I think that they were they were ready to to put down a C and D as well. Um, so the the campaign got suspended on Kickstarter.
1: Yep. And if you're wondering, yes, the campaign is live on Indiegogo. Yes. The site that manages no oversight. Yeah. So the next day he posts the same exact project
0: on Indiegogo. Flexible funding. Shocking. Yeah. Which again, now Indiegogo, once you've pledged your money, you don't, you don't get it back. So, on the Kickstarter, it was funny. You were watching the, the amount funded and you'd see like $10,000 get added. And then two hours later, $10,000 go away. And then 20000 yeah. People trolling, people putting in money just so that they could comment. The Indiegogo, however, reached, as far as I could tell most recently, it reached $9. It's at $9. And, then peop- and people in the comments were all saying, hey, you're a child abusing guy who's infringing on licenses. This, the scam is over. The jig is up like you you better stop um he didn't stop today he opened up a new uh Mm -hmm. kickstarter campaign under a different name um that was the exact same project uh except that instead of calling it the game of thrones card game race for the iron throne it was called a race for the iron throne a game of thrones card game correct um he claimed that he was a different person who was inspired by the original person and then literally copy-pasted the entire campaign from the other one over here with one major difference. He said that he had... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he said that he had hired um, the law firm of, I think it was like Gantz, Gantz, and Gantz. Correct. From Connecticut. And yeah, that they were going to be... for four right, people. And that they were going to be tightly monitoring the comment section for anyone who says anything mean. And they would be suing those people who said mean things on the comments. It's
1: uh, Gannum, Gannum and Gannum. There it is. So, I really don't like their comma game. So, it's Ganim, comma, Ganem, ampersand, Gannum comma.
0: Ooh, just use the Oxford comma man that's enough
1: well, and then what's the last comma yeah. what's that hanging comma doing I'm, I've pulled up several websites while we're doing here of, of other lawyers they don't do that gotcha
0: and so and this is where it gets even even worse We're like this guy had dug his own hole and here's like a fresh pile of dirt um, somebody one of the top people in the comments goes so I just called Ganem, Ganem, and Ganem to see if they uh, were representing you they've never heard of you yeah uh, you, this was clearly a lie uh, and then 10 minutes later, that Kickstarter got suspended and shut down. So as of right now, that's the end of, of what we know on this drama. But it is... Uh, I'm sure we'll hear more. maybe uh, it, 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 it we shouldn't. Is, it is we, insane, though. And this is yeah. one of those things where it's like, this is just so ludicrous. And, and you don't want to make fun of someone who's got mental health issues. You don't want to... Uh, uh, reward somebody with extra publicity for doing horrible things. But also this is so bizarre. It's the same kind of thing when you look at like serial killers where it's like, I can't look away. I can't stop looking at this. I can't stop following this, this story. Yeah. It's a morbid curiosity. Yeah.
1: This is tough for me because, you know, I I didn't like how the industry just piled on and was like, ha look at this dummy. And it's like, you shouldn't be doing that to creatives. Um, But at the same
0: time, do at least an iota of research. And how board games are produced. Sure, but uh,
1: but I meet these poor kids and and see. So I have to take all the 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 kid thing is the problem that takes all the wind out of my sails. On on wanting to defend this guy, I can't defend the guy. Right. But I I can say like kind of yeah. When you see these like I see this happen. This pile on. We pile on everything now, and and yep. just piling on a like this could have been a, an 18 year old kid sure who didn't understand law and didn't do things and understands Kickstarter and wanted to try it sure and then instead of going like there was no one who was like hey man let me teach you a thing or two about licensing or a thing or two about game design let me help you out there was no helping hand immediately it was just point and laugh and that's to me it pissed me off I didn't like it uh, then you go down the rabbit hole and you see who this particular human is and you go okay this is pretty warranted this is a bad human but yeah. but that the, the knee jerk that without knowing all of that that people just immediately piled on to the goofing um, we don't need that don't waste your energy on that we don't like, but
0: at the same time I
1: understand watching a train wreck but like this there's there's this level right and in, the, in in the industry and, and so some of us we have imposter syndrome where and I am very guilty of that I don't think I'm good enough I don't think i'll ever be good enough because i work with true geniuses and I, I you know i talk to kevin wilson all the time and and i work with you know i see how his mind works and creates sure. systems and and that's that and but i and so i sit and learn and then there's people who i meet at conventions who come up and like this kid and there's you know we well, keep I've,
0: saying kid he's 34 years yeah yeah, yeah. okay, he's okay. Not so I, in
1: my in my head it's an 18 year old kid right now. We're, we're, we're not dealing with this asshole right. he's a bad person. I, the done and gone, the confirmed, confirmed bad person here, right. but, but the general pile on of, of when someone puts a bad project out there, I don't like it. There are people that will come up to you to show, and I've worked in comics and games now, and they show me their portfolio and I can look at it and I can go, never going to be good enough. Right. Never going to be good enough. And that's sad, man. It's just sad. And I can look at game designers who show me their games year after year and I, I can go never going to be good enough. And so because I see that hill and I see these Sisyphean efforts to get that ball over the hill and know that there are some people who grit gets you so far, talent accounts for the rest. And and because I've seen it, I just don't like when we just go, ha, ha, ha. It's like, well, this guy doesn't have all his – he's not that smart. You know, he's not – and True. and, but he wants to make a thing. He wants to bring some fun into the world. absolutely. and and so that's that's what what bugged me about this was the smug celebration of the game community in just dunking on a clearly mentally incapable person. Sure. Again, bad human, but bad I, human. You Can't treat kids like that? Before I knew it, just don't, don't – if, if that had not been found out, there would have been no difference in how gaming treated this person. And that's the problem.
0: Yes, but at the same time, we live in an age – we have to, to be realistic on this. We live in an age where information is more readily available than any other time in history. Um, all the information that you would need and, – and sure, there are amateur mistakes and people right. need to learn lessons and there's, there's things that you can learn and, and you know, goofs that happen along the way – But this project came out with so much swagger of of where he thought that this was going to go. I mean, he said that with again with this fifteen thousand dollars he was going to raise, he was going to ship thirty five thousand copies worldwide. Right. There is a very
1: yeah, it's easy math. There's easily
0: readable, uh, easily found ways to to find this information. There is a wealth of resources online that is a simple Google search away. For sure. There's a certain point where it's not okay to be like, well, he didn't know any better because the rest of us figured it out by doing research or talking to people or going to conventions or pitching games or doing literally any research at all, and which this guy clearly did none
1: of. Sure, but you know, and there's the in in psychology it's called the Johari Window, which is you know a, a, a simple grid of I know what I know, I know what I don't know. I don't know what I know, and right. I don't know what I don't know. Absolutely. This guy was operating within the don't-know-what-he-doesn't-know space. Sure. And again, my, my my general note is that people piled on, and no one was like, hey, let me help. Yeah. No one wanted to... Like, you, you got some likes on your tweets, good for y'all, but none of you were like you were willing to punch down like don't and that this shit bugs me all the time punching down is a thing that just drives me nuts sure like all humor is okay everything's funny to me i'm a jerk i make a lot of jokes but i tend to punch up mm-hmm. you know punching Absolutely. and this was just a pile of punching down that was yeah, in my opinion just just pissed me off yeah. yeah yeah but you know uh with that said you know what pissed me off more john <laughs> Well we're talking about scandals Different scandal, you yeah. know what pissed me off what? the most what Uno.
0: <laughs> I saw this too. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us what happened with Uno? Now, Uno,
1: already a game that is cutthroat, terrible, and evil, decided to troll the universe and let people know. Here's the tweet. If someone puts down a plus four card, you must draw four and your turn is skipped. You can't put down a plus two to make the next person draw six. We know you've tried it. Yeah. Now. No. Now, now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's fine because no, John, you can't put a draw four and then I can't just play a draw two to give you six, but I can play a draw four on your draw four. <laughs> no, they said no to that. They went into the comments. They went deep because people went hard at Uno. Yeah. And then it came out. Well, you can obviously, if I play a draw two and John plays a draw two, then Delaney has to draw four. They said, nay, nay. Mm. Uno, what are you doing to me? This well, is always how Uno has been played. Do,
0: we got we got to we got to get a copy of Uno and reference the rule book because uh, I feel like if it's not in the rule book, then you can't errata something 30 years later. Uno has been around for a very long time. That that's they're, they're like J.K. Rowling right now. They're like by the way, the plus the, 4 card has always had a deep homosexual relationship right, with the for plus sure. 2 card. Like yeah. oh great, great. You're it's just going to just going to throw something in 20 years later uh it, it <laughs> i don't know it it seems to me like if if your your game already has made this much money and had this much acclaim over 30 years or however how long it's been out uh you know you, you don't change the rules now
1: yeah I, I i cannot believe what they did so that is my outrage of the week uh yeah. it, uno uh how dare you stacking draws is maybe one of the only tactical decisions of the game is that I should, res- I should hold on to this draw, too, right. in case I need it as a defensive card.
0: It is a pretty it, uh, luck-heavy
1: game that plays itself. It is a luck-heavy game that plays itself unless you are protecting yourself from the wave of super draw. And so that informs how you play the game. It's one of the very few strategical decisions of the game. And you're now telling me it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, How could you do this to me? It's, Uno? A, it's a bit of a bummer. How could you do this? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're cancel starting, Uno. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we're, starting, we're starting a campaign, a move on campaign against Uno. It's That's It's going right. to be called Move Ono. Huh? Huh? That one, That was right off the top uh, of. <laughs>
1: oh boy, I knew that was coming too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh boy. All right. All well, right. So okay. there you go. So uh, yeah. So. So what's your what's your thing this week, huh? Okay. What, what you in posi- been in into? positivity and turning after let's move after.
1: After Nate lectures the world about things when Nate is the biggest jerk in the room at almost every event, um, John certainly at Kingdom
0: When <laughs> we played werewolf.
1: <laughs> you I play were as awful, an alpha. The people, <laughs> yeah, I play an alpha alpha game of werewolf. there was another guy who was just as awful as me, we were both alpha players. Sure, um, and that's a, that's you know if you're not contributing information or trying to get information, I also was able to point out, hey, this moderator put out a broken set. Yeah. And then that girl across the t- the room solved the game. Yeah. So I was right.
0: You you so. were, but you were also an asshole.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's you should don't play poker with me. <laughs> uh, I just got back from Vegas and it's how I play poker too. It's a profitable style and it's a winning werewolf style. But uh sure. hey John. Yeah. I think you should leave.
0: Oh. Oh, have you been
1: watching it? Okay. I've been watching, I think you should leave. Oh my god. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, a guy I don't recognize, except that he looks, okay, that. All right. So I think you should leave. Seems like the dumping Mm -hmm. ground for every skit that was written when the writers were completely out of ideas or stoned out of their gourd or up for 36 hours. It's bonkers. So good. It's bananas. <laughs> um, my favorite skit so far. So it's just it's it's just skit show. It runs seventeen to twenty two minutes. Yeah, you're, you're gonna get four or five skits, and they are the edge the they're the Saturday Night Live skits you ever seen. The swearing yeah. plays, I think. Swearing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, my my favorite skit is uh, a couple shows up uh, late to a party, and uh, they they just the the, the guy says like I just said, just said the babysitter was late. Uh, and um him him trying to cover for this babysitter thing leads to the babysitter was involved in a hit and run um and and killed people (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and the guy and someone at the party keeps questioning and this guy digs himself into a, a worse lie hole and then that thread is abandoned completely and now we get into a new thread in the same sketch that was going toward which in SNL this would have gone toward like the cops showing up or something right. it would have just escalated that one right. beat point instead it's now this guy who's told this terrible lie poorly mm-hmm. is now going to embarrass the other guy <laughs> by doing a series of ridiculous things and eventually like shoulder checking him into a china cabinet yeah. <laughs> and that that is a description At his that makes party. that was birthday party and and that is a description that makes no sense and i would say
0: that's the show it is it 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 always diverts in the direction that you don't ever think it would and then it doubles down on that direction. I think my favorite one is in the first episode so it's not spoiling too much where um this guy it's another birthday party and this guy's opening gifts and he's like, "Oh, this is a great gift. I really love this gift. That's so cool." And then he opens <laughs> another gift and it's it's like a terrible wreath and he's like, "Oh. Well, this is great." And and he and the guy who gave it to him is like, "Is it really great? You you really like he goes yeah i really like well if you really like it then why don't you give me the receipt back he's like oh no it's i mean i i do like it then you have no reason to not give me the receipt back he's like so so you think that that's the joke right you think that's where it's going and everyone's like oh this guy's you know in bad taste and then it takes a massive turn when the guy gives him the receipt he eats the receipt Because he says, well, then no one needs this receipt anymore. And then gets a stomach ache and blames it on the guy not washing his hands after using the bathroom.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And, And it's like, what? And he goes, well, I eat paper every day. And so, and I never get a tummy ache. So this is the only factor is that you didn't wash your hands, handled the receipt, then gave it to me. And you think still, you're like, well, this guy's just an insane person. And then all of a sudden the whole party turns on him. Well, why don't you let me eat the receipt that you gave me, but you don't touch the receipt. You give me the receipt. I'll eat the paper. Then we'll see if I have a stomachache. If I don't have a stomachache, that means you definitely didn't wash your hands. Yeah. And you made the guy sick. And it's like, where the hell the fuck did this sketch Get to here. Yeah,
1: that's that's what ha- it's it, every sketch spirals in a way that like you you see it has the SNL setup where you're yeah. like oh it's this with a with a twist but then it's like no we're we're just going to rabbit hole deeper until one person likes this joke. And yeah. so I watched it with Amanda and uh she, she could not have been less entertained.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, try, I tried to get Delaney into it. I told her one of the sketches, probably the one I was just I just talked yeah. about. She was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. I, watched, yeah, I watched it the first day when I got real sick, and I was laughing so hard. It made me feel better for like a Less. solid two hours as yeah. it was on.
1: Spencer from IDW turned me on to it, and uh, it's just, if you need, I don't know, if you need a shock value co- comic yeah. kind of moment, if you need... <clears throat> to not follow something and go at the end of it be like did what yeah sometimes you need that it clears your head yeah so, so uh i think you should leave with tim robinson
0: yeah it's it's the dumbest best time that you'll have it is um uh, speaking of of funny great things to, to get you out of things uh i got started on the orville recently now i had not Boo. watched you, you haven't watched it yet i had the same opinion Uh, without having watched it I'm not really a Seth MacFarlane fan I liked the first couple seasons of Family Guy when it was originally on and then it came back and I was like eh and then I I was like this isn't really my kind of humor anymore Um, I I was never really a big fan of American Dad or or a Cleveland show it just really wasn't for me and so when he came out with this show and I read the review of the first episode and they said that it was you know the jokes were not funny that they were really unfunny and I was like I'm just not going to watch this show. It sounds like garbage. Um, But then I was real sick for a few weeks, and and my buddy kept harping on me, saying, you know, you love Star Trek. This is the best Star Trek show on TV right now. Much better than Star Trek Discovery. You need to watch it. Give it a fair chance. Watch at least the first three episodes. And I watched the first one, and I was like, yeah, this humor's not doing it for me, but it is surprisingly more serious and has a more um, thoughtful plot than I had expected. And then I got to season three, and there were no jokes and it tackled a very interesting modern moral dilemma and it handled it very maturely and it blew me away. And from there I was all in and I binged through all two seasons of it and it is, it is the best Star Trek show I have seen in a very long time. It's, it, it really gives me the feeling when I'm watching it like I did when I'd watch Next Generation or Voyager. Uh, it it still has the humor, but it's way ratcheted back. I would say they cut out like seventy percent of the jokes from when it begins to to where we are now, um, and the jokes that do happen now are a lot funnier because they're earned rather than being just these kind of sophomoric Seth MacFarlane jokes. Is it Like
1: the time you and a me and a Ferengi got into a fist fight with Mr. T over a game of three uh, D chess. <laughs> Uh, no, it is not like that. Oh, okay. Um,
0: yeah. It's it's a great show. I legitimately
1: eat my words for when I kept shitting on it. Before. Or remember the time when uh, that Vulcan beamed Mr. T up onto the thing and we all had a dance off. I, I I don't remember that okay. one. All right. Okay. I'm I'm whatever whatever you're
0: throwing it's I'm, I'm not, not catching it's not landing. It's it's not, not, I'm I'm not, not, yeah. Catching. Just
1: like every family guy joke. I'm not picking yeah. up what you're putting down. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was doing, I was doing the I was doing the family guy joke generator. Got it. Oh, yeah. oh, you're yeah. doing family joke. Okay, got it. Yeah.
0: Um no, the jokes actually now make sense on the show. They're I feel like for the most part are are earned um because they're driven by character. Uh, who each character really has a lot of personality now. It's got a great cast. Uh, and, and I really, I, if you like Star Trek Next Generation or Star Trek Voyager, start watching The Orville and and really, honestly, give it through episode three. If episode three, you come out of that saying, this still isn't for me, then then the show probably isn't for you. But if you can make it through three episodes of the show and, and you don't feel like, hey, this has caught my attention, like, I, I really, I, I, it's like one of my favorite shows right now. It really is. That and Barry
1: are my two Barry, favorites right now. Barry's great. Yeah. Barry, Barry's great. I, I stand with you there. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, John. Yeah? Why is a gladiator and a wooly jumper hard to recognize? Why? Because it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> now, here's Here, the This question, is coming from uh, the Family Guy joke generator. No, here's the question online. because... Did
0: it, is 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 it wolf or is it actually woof because
1: Oh, have we finally wolf. gotten to this point? You it, have we wolf finally as gotten to this point in our relationship? It was it was the with the w. It was oh it was with the l. Okay. You're not the only person I know either who says woof. I say woof. Yeah. It's a woof. It's a woof dog. Yeah,
0: you're, you're not the it's only person dog. I know who does this. I,
1: I was taught as a child that it was a wolf, a woof dog. <laughs> and uh as much as like I'm like it's like the miracle worker. Like a will sit with me and say, "She's like you can say golf," and she's like, "Say wolf," and and I can say wolf if I slow myself down. But if I'm talking fast, I play werewolf. Yeah. it's my favorite game. Sure, and I'm a wolf in chief's clothing. Okay, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm not able.
0: Well, you you know Dustin. He's in our he's in our D and D group, and he says wolf as well. Okay, so, and
1: it, it's I think oh, it's he fine missed it to, out on a good week. Then he did. He was he wasn't even a, a lot make of wolf this week. Uh, I thought John was tpk us this week. <laughs> I thought he was tired of us. Yeah, they said they got
0: surrounded by direwolves. But they got saved by NPCs who hated them. Yeah. Uh, at nice. one point, they walked into a bar. And we've got one character in our group uh, who is just a murder hobo. Um, he, he just likes to start fights constantly. And Correct. so they decided to buy this, this group of NPCs uh, some beef jerky. Uh, the group of NPCs did not say thank you fast enough. So uh our our main man Kevin uh kicked the father of this family in the head until he fell out of his chair onto the ground. Now this was an NPC group that was
1: critical for them to make an alliance with. Um and so <laughs> This was a week I missed. This was a week you I, missed. They were not reined in by old yeah. ethical murderer. Sure. Ethical murdering Murray, that's me. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey hey John. Yeah. My wife got angry because I said she was annoying. Uh, how annoying uh, was she? Better not tell her I thumbed a soft one into her dad's willing arse. She'll go mental. If, if uh, this is official, by the way. This is an official set. This is not like someone. Oh dear. Yeah, this is the official Family Guy joke oh, generator. So, so they've got real cool manatees. Yeah, like, this is, uh, yeah, and this it, is it 20th Century of... Fox copyrighted. Like this is promoting season 10 on DVD. So oh, that's my love for Seth MacFarlane. Great. Yeah. Great. There right. go.
0: Well, well, if if you like Seth MacFarlane being a little more serious and very clearly showing off his deep love of Star Trek, yeah, uh, then do you like the the Discovery? No, oh no? no, no, I hate Star Trek as an action movie. It's not an action movie. Correct. Star Trek is um, morality plays and exploration of modern philosophical quandaries. No, um, oh. discovery is bang bang shoot 'em up explosions let's go to war with the klingons let's drop f bombs Let's let's throw away. Oh, it takes it's really? firmly in the jj Abrams universe. Oh boy! Um, and it's it is an action show first and foremost. It is laser space battles. Oh. It is explode this, explode I've that. i not heard that. Um, Interesting. I, I, you know what? And I haven't. I'm not not my jam either. Then, I don't like when you get into the. To be fair, I, I stopped watching it after episode three. Okay. I, episode three seems to be a cutoff point. That's a good me. point. I'm either yeah. I'm either in it yeah. or I'm not by the end of episode three. Yeah. Um, by the end of episode three of Discovery, I was like, this is this is not this is not my Star Trek um, Orville is Orville is my Star Trek so
1: yeah yeah all right well that's, that's my jam yeah speaking of episodes if uh, we'll probably do another draft something soon um, yeah, again as, that's my fault <laughs> yeah, as expected uh, Delaney's team uh, murderously out front to a point where I for sure am not going to win. No, um, no. <laughs> no. I don't, <laughs> Just I don't think Zerus is going to either. Zerus uh, is very. Zerus and I have had offline talks. We both are. Uh, I think I'm in contention we have, for we have, second. Uh, <laughs> we have draft draft shame, draft draft regret, high level of draft regret. Um, I think there's still a chance I
0: could edge out Delaney. We're going to see. Uh, I'm at negative
1: five. points right now. That's the only. That's the only points I have.
0: <laughs> episode five is is this weekend, and I think this is going to be a big one for us. So. Uh we'll see. We will see where we stand at the end of episode five. I yeah. think I don't think we're we're gonna have much change between five and six, honestly. I think what happens six at five might be is probably the recap, yeah, 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 I think six episode six is probably not gonna change much on our
1: scoreboards. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, well. Uh, don't don't shop a mattress firm. Yeah, if you want to pile on, yeah. don't pile on a mattress firm, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. But uh and then um you should check out something that I watched past episode three. Oh yeah. And I'm actually I'm eagerly waiting. Uh, I think they're coming back uh from the summer hiatus. Oh yeah. Uh, pretty soon. It's uh Castle oh. on ABC. Okay. Uh a fish out of water story that's just uh it's great. And uh with really, the really, really, Fillion, right? up and right? Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then really the side story, the, the side cops, Ryan and Esposito. uh you know. Ryan Ryan and Espo. There's these other two cops. The the relationship between them, dynamic. It's no it's no Sean and Gus, but man, they are just too fun. Do you think that I think Nathan... they love each other? I think they really have each other's backs. Do you think that
0: Nathan Fillion's ever gonna become a cop, actual cop on the show? He could. So, yeah, but if he does, could. does that mean they'll have to start as a rookie? <laughs> yeah.
1: <probably. laughs> uh, terrible. How does that show have a season two? Terrible, terrible. Terrible stuff. All right. All right, that's it.
0: That's it.